On today's episode, we're going to go over five things that you need to stop doing right now if you want to be successful and how staying in your comfort zone could be ruining your life. And have you heard of the term California sober? If not, it's okay because we're going to get into that today. So much to discuss on today's episode, you guys. So this is going to be a good one. Grab your coffee and let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode, Kennedy with Coffee. And happy Friday, y'all. Happy friggin' Friday. Yep, we're uh, back. We are back. And you know what I realized today in the intro? I realized that in the intro is the only time that you actually know what we're going to be talking about on the episode. That's true. Just so you guys know, Mike gets no prep time. Yeah. No Zero. prep, no warning. He just has to go with the flow. That's it. And you do a good job. Yeah. I'm not a pipe in. You do. You do. You do a good job. I'm a chatterbox. Yeah. A little housekeeping, you guys. Just a reminder, if you are not already following us on Instagram, candidly underscore with coffee is going down. We did a live walk and talk for the first time the other day. We're going to do more of those. Yeah, that was cool. Where you guys it. can pipe in and join us on our walk and ask questions. And then, of course, we'll do regular like walk and talks and stories as well. But if you're not following us there, then you don't get that piece of it. Yeah, true. Cheers, everybody. My coffee drinkers. Yes, cheers. I didn't have, I don't have any drink. I, I must have forgot my. Must have forgot. You slipped. Shoot. I don't know where I put it. I thought I brought one back here. Anyways. Okay. I hope I don't die of thirst. Thirstation. What I wanted to say is that we're thinking about maybe doing like a live YouTube podcast. That would be dope. So we would schedule it ahead of time to let you guys know when it will be. And we'll just hop on YouTube live, take your questions and do a live broadcast, like a special episode. And maybe we can do, if it goes well, maybe we can do those like once a month or something. Yeah. But let us know, is that something you would be interested in? Would you be interested in let, joining us on a live YouTube? And let us know the time and your time zone, because I want to get an idea of what the best time is for everybody. That's true, because we got followers from all over the world. It's crazy. Yeah. So let us know what the best time for you is, and we'll just like figure that out and hopefully get that scheduled, because I think that will be fun. Yeah. I'm down. Me, I'm always down to talk. Yeah. If you haven't already left us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you guys, please leave us a five-star review. Yes, please. We appreciate you guys. And I saw a preview for a Christmas movie that's coming on Prime, Amazon Prime with Eddie Murphy called Candy Cane Lane. And it, for the first time in a long time, I really did feel a little bit of Christmas cheer. No, it's coming back, huh? Yeah, it's coming back. Good. That's, that's good. my mom is deep inside my soul. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I lost my mom two, it'll be two years on Christmas. She actually passed away one minute past Christmas day because she didn't want to die on Christmas. We had promised her we would give her a countdown so that she would actually pass away not on Christmas day. That's crazy. Your mother right? was able to pull that off. She held on she for, fought. I would say five hours earlier, she was ready to go. Yeah. 
fighter and, match, and, tough. And I remember my brother saying, Mom, we'll let you know, okay, it's five hours. And she looked up at the clock. She goes, okay, like, I got this. I can't believe she was still, like, even, like, coherent like, to know she she's like, dying. No, and the, and the hospice nurses told us that she would go non-coherent. That, that she would be non-responsive before she died. And they gave us all the steps of what would happen. No, she was aware until her last breath. She went on she, her own terms. She asked me literally seconds before she died, she wanted more oxygen. Yeah. And that was like, she took in that oxygen as her last breath. Wow. Man, but that's so sad. It's crazy. They said that's not how it happens. She defied it. She yeah. said, nope, I'm going out of my she decided when she went. It was crazy because she didn't want to be sedated. She wanted to be alert for as long as possible. She's a strong woman, man. Yes, she is. More than ever. Super mom. Do I, they say like when someone passes away, like you really realize a lot about them, like all their secrets come out, right? All their yeah. things that they, yep. more so, I have even more respect for her and more love and more just, I don't know, everything for her after she's passed because so many things have come to light. Isn't it crazy? I always say mama bears are special, man. Special. Special. So special. But mom, I know that's you planting that Christmas spirit back inside of me again. Because the ironic thing is I had told my brother, I think this year I want to decorate my house a little bit better and I want it, I'm going to make it like Candy Cane Lane. And then I see the preview for this movie and it's called Candy Cane Lane. There you go. There's a sign. Like a sign. She's, she wants you to celebrate in her honor, at least. Yeah, so I will do my best. It gets hard at times. Of course. But, I, but I'll do my best. Okay, I wanted to give you guys a little update. As we are on our HRT journey. Yes, we I'm are. one week in. Two for me. Two, two for you. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to let you guys know, now that we've gotten the medications and we're starting the protocol and just the process and what we needed to do, I wanted to tell you guys who we're working with. So we're working with a company called Transcend, and they are Transcend HRT on Instagram, if you want to follow them. But specifically, in this day and age, let me just tell you, I appreciate good customer service more than ever. The ability to talk to somebody, an actual human, in the day and age of AI and all of that. I know, right? is so amazing. And with this company, you get assigned someone and they're like with you every step of the way. And we're working with someone named Kate. Her name is Kate McCambly. She's so good. Shout out Kate. Yeah. She has been, it's nerve wracking. You get this big box of medicines and you, I don't, it's just, it's a ne lot. Needles and stuff that you fear. I don't fear needles, yeah. but you do. And she's just been available at all times, like to answer questions yes. and just made this process so easy and taken the guesswork out of it, honestly. So I just wanted to let you guys know that if you want to try out Transcend or maybe look into it, you can work with her directly if you use her link. So I'm going to link the patient intake form that will assign you to her down in the description because if you're going to look into it, I recommend going with Kate because we've had a great experience with yeah, Kate. Yeah, she's very informative. She even helped me out. I had a question and I hit her on the DM last night. I go, hey, Kate, that, how do I make this easier with my injections? And she told me what gauge needed to draw it out, what to put in there. I go, damn, I was doing it the hard way like a dummy the first time. Yeah. But now she's I, my second one was much better. I, f I just feel like she's just always, just when I was about to reach out to her and ask a question, she checked in with me. She's like, hey, I see you got your stuff, da-da-da. And I was like, oh, my God, actually, I do have a question. Yeah. 
but yeah. we're super excited about our journey and we're documenting them. We both have a series on our separate YouTubes to document side effects and how we're feeling and all of that. So if you want to follow along for specifics, because I already have things to report, I'm going to be doing probably another episode of my series in the next few days. So make sure you tune into that. But I do want to say that IGF, I had said my hunger, I was ravenous. That's gotten better. Yeah, me it's too. tapered off. Calmed down as, as well for me. Yeah, it was like an initial surge. I just feel like everything. It felt like the weed munchies. It did, but now <laughs> I feel a little more controlled. I'm still hungry. I'm still hungry, <laughs> but not like I was. No. It's no. not out of control hunger. We did catch special forces last night because it was on a hiatus for a couple weeks. It was. But I wonder why they went on a hiatus. Know. It's like people will forget about it. I don't think that was just the move. Yeah, I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. It's not like we were in a holiday. It's not like there was Thanksgiving or Christmas. I don't know why, but they have their reasons. But it was it was really good. Again, Very it good. just again, mm-hmm. it just focused on the fact that when you tap out and when you are not successful, it is not because your body gave out, it's because your mind gives out. Yeah. What's his name? I got that from David Goggins. Straight up reading his book. He always said you think when your body's ready to go, it's really your mind that's ready to go. Mm-hmm. That's why those guys in real combat, like real special forces, like Navy SEALs and Marine Recons, they don't have a choice. They can't tap out when they're in combat. Right. They, they got to keep moving. Right. That's why their mental fortitude is unbreakable. I have to say, um, I think when I, the first episode I came down on Jojo CY, called her a little brat or whatever, she is, she is really impressing me. No, that little she, 20-year-old girl is killing it. I'm impressed she too. She picked up Tom Sandoval because Nick Vile... Couldn't do it anymore. She said, here's the backpack. And she threw Tom Sandoval. A man. Over her shoulder. A woman threw a man on her shoulder. It it was, I was so impressed with this girl. She has grit. She has fire. I've been really impressed. She's going to make it to the end. Oh, yeah. 100%. She's got that dog in her. I always say, we all have that dog in us, that beast. It's just a matter of whether you bring it out or not. Mm -hmm. That's it. Alyssa was saying, why is my toxic trait that... I think I would do really well on this show. I'm like, no, you would though. Of course, because we've seen her through adversity when she was yeah. competing. We've seen her fight With through injuries. injuries. Yes, yeah. she didn't tap out. Yeah, in pain and injuries. Or give up. Yeah, for sure. But it was so good. And actually, I watched Tom Sandoval's podcast where he was. He had Jack Osborne on his podcast, and they were talking about the show and the experience. They were saying how it's actually much harder than it appears on TV. He said it on the show. The camera's on. You don't think about it. Like sometimes we could be just talking. I think camera's on us, but the camera caught. He says, man, this is much harder than I thought it was. Yeah, because it, it appears easier than the experience of it. And he was he was talking to Jack Osborne and they were talking about how they're actually on 24. They don't have, oh, you guys get, okay, guys, get 10 hours off now. No. That's why they have constant anxiety is because you don't get like a certain amount of hours off. You never know when you're going to start up again and do another challenge. That's the beauty of it. They leave them constantly with this anxiety. And it's, Boy, that's how war is combat. You don't know when the enemy's going to roll up on you. You got to be ready to go. There's no, hey, time out. Hold on, you guys. We're taking a nap and sleeping. Hell no, yeah. you got to go. It's so good, though. But Jack Osborne actually was interesting on Tom Sandoval's podcast. He was, if you guys don't know who Jack Osborne is, he's a son of... 
Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon Osbourne. Yes. They were the OG Kardashians, yep. okay? Because they were the very first family reality television show. Yes, they were. And he told me something so freaking cool that I did not know. They own that show because normally you don't own your show. You you sign a contract and you get paid. You get an, They own their show because they... the. I guess the network aired the show without the proper signatures from them. Uh-huh. So aired it without their release, their signed release. Okay. So when they went after the fact to like, oh, hey, by the way, you guys got to sign your contracts. You may, may think Ozzy Osbourne is not too bright upstairs, but he goes, oh, no, it's too late for that. And he changed all the terms because they had already... Showed the show. We got to understand some. He long had him is, by the balls. How long has he been in business? He signed many contracts. Smart you know? man. Yeah. Sharp. So they made a lot of money off that show. They like killed it and they own the rights to it. Wow. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty interesting, but it's such a good show. Highly recommend if you haven't watched it at all, go back and watch season one and then yeah. watch season two. It's just, it's it makes you feel like, makes you think about like, how would you do? Like, how would you right. handle it? I know. And and listen, you could tell they weren't acting. There were some parts where Ozzy was going off. He was... Jack? Ozzy? Ozzy Osbourne. The sh- you're talking about the show. Oh, I was back on Special Forces. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about his show. <laughs> I, I got confused. My bad. <laughs> I was just back on Special Forces. Sorry. I might have not made that clear. Yeah. But how good of a show it is. And watch yes. season one. It's and watch cheesy. the current season. Because they do keep it very authentic. All right. Moving on to the hot coffee topic. People Magazine announced their sexiest man alive. And for once, I agree with it. I never agree with it. I know. They never picked the right character. Yeah, yuck. A lot Mm -hmm. of times I am not impressed with who they pick. But this particular person is a silver fox, in my opinion. Silver fox. Patrick Dempsey. It's up on the screen, you guys. How old is he, by the way? I actually do not know. He looks I, good, though. I do not know. Looks like he's in shape, lean. But he looks so good, and he looks better now as a silver fox than he did when he had dark hair. And for just fun fact, he is he was the star in one of my absolute favorite movies of all time in high school, Can't Buy Me Love. Of course. Of course. Didn't you, didn't, wasn't there a girl who drove a convertible? Am I confused? And that's why I got that car. That's yes. So in the movie, the head cheerleader, popular girl drove a convertible cabriolet. I went on to purchase a convertible cabriolet because of that movie, because I loved that movie so much. And I loved Patrick Dempsey in it. And then of course I went on to love him even more in Grey's Anatomy, but he's even, Alyssa even loves him too, for the same reason. I got her into Can't Buy Me Love. She even has the poster in her room. Man. And then she watched Grey's Anatomy. Hey, OGs are winning. Yeah, but he is, yes, yes. Good for him. I am good for him. I would say he's one of my celebrity crushes. I like the distinguished gentleman. Yeah. You always say that. You always say if we ever broke up or something happened to me, you wouldn't go for a younger guy. You like that older man look. No, I do. But you know what? I'm going to be particular about the older man. Yeah, of course. He has to be like. Fit older man. Unusual. Yeah. He has to be like. I like a distinguished, older-looking man, but he's got to be like David Beckham-looking. Like, David Beckham has aged very well. Yeah, that dude's sharp. He dresses sharp. He looks sharp. I mean, 
He kept his body good. He didn't let himself go. So like David Beckham, I don't know if he's ever been sexiest man alive, but he should be. And then the other person I like is Michelle Maroney. He's like a foreigner. That's funny that you have a thing for, not thing, but like, you, you have a kind of a crush for David Beckham and I have, I've always crushed on his wife. I always thought like all the Spice Girls, I was the, that she's the one I would have picked. Yeah. I have a girl crush on her. She's bad. I she's love She's still her. sexy. Yeah. Yeah. She's rocking. I love just her look, her yes. style. Her fire. Her, just everything about her yeah. actually. Yeah. So, a dope and, couple. And she's, a, I think she's a year older than him. That's right. She is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he loves her dearly, man. Who else death. is your celebrity? What are some other celebrity crushes for you? Damn, you got me, caught me off guard. Okay, mm. shoot. J-Lo's one of them, of course. She's Latina, Puerto Rican. I'm Costa Ricense, so she's a Latina. J-Lo for sure is up there. Yeah. Who else? It used to be, but I changed my tune on her. It was Angelina Jolie oh, when I was much younger. She got I changed weird. my tune. Nah, it was. She was for a while, but nope. Yeah. What about Denise Richards? Yes, Denise Richards. I forgot about that one, especially when she made that movie. Uh, Wild Things. Yes. That yes. was her breakout movie. I yes. just heard her on a podcast. That's why she was like on my mind. That's a good one. No, you're right. Yeah. See, I'm like you. I'm the same way. I could go younger, but not much younger. But I like women in my age group too and could go older. My ex was older. So I'm not one of those guys that like them puppies in their 20s. J-Lo is a little older than us. Yes. Yes, she is. Yeah. She's still rocking. She is. She looks good. I got me thinking, who else now? Man, I got a brain fart. I have more girl celebrity crushes than men like i said my men ones are pa- I, patrick dempsey definitely george clooney clooney is another one i love george clooney uh david beckham michelle maroney's the recent he's like a new foreign he's a foreign actor i don't know who that is but women my all-time favorite jennifer aniston i've loved her oh yeah since, that's another one yes yeah i love I, her I blanked on her she's another one she's she's sexy but Victoria Beckham, for sure. I've always loved Victoria Beckham. So that's interesting. That's we have fun. the same taste in women. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I swear, of all the Spice Girls, that's the one that I would have picked. That's the one I crushed on the hardest, too. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. All right, yeah. moving on. We got good taste. Hold my coffee. <laughs> Hold it. Okay. I'm going to put this out there again. I think I've already mentioned it, but when it comes to my HRT journey, I'm sharing my experience and I'm sharing the results and the side effects and what happens with what I have chosen to do. I'm not putting it out there because I want advice on what to do. I don't want opinions on what to do. I don't want opinions on whether they think I'm doing the right thing, wrong thing. I'm not going to entertain that at all because when I, and this is what I ask of like my clients and stuff too, if I research something a lot before I do something, I'm not someone that just jumps right in. I look into it. I look at lots of different options. Yes, you do. But once I commit, I commit. And then I see that through whether it's successful or not, that's yet to be seen. I just started. Yeah. I might regret it. I might have a horrible experience. I might have a very positive experience. I don't know. But the point is I've made a decision I've moved forward with that decision. I've invested in that decision. Now I'm going to see it through and I'm documenting it just to share my journey, not to give you guys suggestions on what you should do, not to ask for opinions on what I should do. Somebody tried to give me advice on YouTube about my HRT, about I should look into the nasal spray. Homie, 
I don't need your advice. Yeah, I'm 40 years old. I got this. Saying. So like I got, I, a, I had a comment and I'm not even going to put it up because I don't even want to give it. I don't even want to give it any airtime, to be honest. But the comment was just, I'm glad you're doing HRT, but you really should be doing this and this, and you should join this group and listen to what this person has to say. It's no, I'm not doing any of that. If that's what you've decided to do it. Why do people yourself. always think like they have the best answer for other humans? Like they, they're supposed to, we're supposed to just run and take their advice. They always got something to say. You know what I mean? Like, why are you worried about other people? What about your own self? My thing is in, if it's, just a general rule of thumb in life is do not give people unsolicited advice or opinions. Please, people, take that, what she's saying. Don't. If it's not asked of you, ask then you. don't share your opinion with someone. You know what I mean? Like, it makes no sense. Like, I just unboxed my all of my medications and so this person wants to comment who I don't know who you are, what your credentials are. And some of the things she spouted off actually weren't even correct. And one of the things she said is, why are you taking your testosterone only once a week? It's got a half-life of two to three days. You'd be taking it twice a week. The half-life on testosterone is actually seven to eight days. So she's a doctor, huh? Again, <laughs> it's just because maybe she, the person she is working with has told her this, that, and the other, which is fine. And I'm not saying that I am doing everything right. What I'm saying is I've gone a route that I trust, and now I'm going to commit fully to that route. Decide, commit, execute. That's the exactly. motto right there. My exactly. client wrote a book on that. Decide, commit, execute right there. Because if you decide and then you commit, but then you don't execute, then you never will know if your decision was correct or not. Facts. It's okay if I decide, commit, execute, and it doesn't go as planned. It just means, all right, you know what? We need to go back to the drawing board. But that's life. You gotta try. You gotta go through trial and error. Exactly. Life. That's how you figure things out. You know what I mean? You gotta. Right. You, you, nothing's perfect in life. No road is perfect. And I think that the, the these types of comments, unfortunately, they cause so much confusion and so much noise that most people they'll just abort mission, and that's why they don't ever move forward with big decisions on what nutrition program they should do, or starting HRT starting an exercise regimen because they're getting too much conflicting information. They don't know what's right. And so they just give up. Sensory overload is what I say. Yeah. It's it. So what I recommend is use that model. Like you just said, decide on something. And once you decide on it, block out the other noise, commit to that for at least a whatever significant period of time, three months usually on anything that you're ever going to do to actually start to see results. Yep. And then you can just figure out after that time, okay, was this, was this the right decision or should I go back to the drawing board and make a different change? But if you don't commit and execute on what you decided on, you're never going to know if it worked or not. Because if you start letting all the noise come in and then you're like, oh, I'm going to switch gears. A lot of people do this with their macros. Oh my goodness. Okay. Cause they, they start their macros. They, they feel like in a couple of weeks, they're not getting the results they want. So, oh my God, I'm going to drop my carbs. Oh my God, yes. I'm, I'm going to drop my calories. They'll start making all these crazy decisions and you have now allowed the noise to impact you. And you don't even know if the macros you were given are actually working or not because you started making all these changes. And so now your data is corrupt. So instead of listening to the professional, your coach, right. and sticking with that, you listen to these idiots out here that don't know nothing. They give you bad advice. But because all that noise is affecting you, you start panicking. That's what happens. Yeah. 
It, it is. All the time. I'm going through that right now with one of my boys. He's roasting his friends. They're trying to give him advice. He's having great results with what I'm working with, my buddy Los. And he's, he sent me a beautiful message more. I said, thank you, man. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for showing me this journey of macros. And he's happier than he's ever been. His anxiety's down, more energy. It's, it's a great I heard journey. him say his pain, his joint pain. You told me that. Gone, that, means his, that means he had inflammation. Yes, his joint pain went down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's happy. He's just thanking me. That's, I love that. I'm, I'm fulfilling my life's purpose, man, leveling these men up, yeah. bringing them all with me. Yeah. Like you said, if people could feel what we feel, this feeling, yeah. we could bottle this up, yep. we'd be instantly rich. It's like that chick who was selling farts in a can or farts in a jar, <laughs> making money on whatever. I can't remember. Some chick on TikTok. Remember that? Yeah, they were 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, remember that? Yes, yeah, you're making a lot of money. But yes. So imagine if we could <laughs> bottle this feeling up, what we're feeling right now in shape and sell it. We'd be billionaires. Oh, my we goodness. We would be billionaires just oh, like the quick. farts in a jar yes. chick. Yes. Yeah. You can't buy this. This is built, not bought. Yeah, you cannot, and it's amazing. Once you get a taste of it, it becomes an addiction, which yes. is nice. I'm addicted to it. Yeah. I'm an addict, so it's, I know. It's a good it's a good feeling <laughs> a good for addiction. sure. But yes. yeah, so that's my whole my coffee. I just feel like just a reminder for you guys, no unsolicited opinions. None. Okay. We don't need and it. second of all, it's advice for you when you decide on something, it's because friends and family, they'll pipe in, Dude. you shouldn't be doing this, or I heard this, or I heard that. Block out the Tell noise. Them to shut up. And stay the course because that's the only way you're going to know if what you chose to do is right for you or not. Tell him Mike said to set it up. All right. Moving on to comment corner. JMH said, left a comment on one of my recent videos and I thought it was so nice. I had to share it. As someone with experience in teaching and having a mother who was a teacher, if you ever decide to change careers, you would make an awesome teacher. You're very clear, no flaws, and it's awesome. That's a wonderful comment. That was man. such That's a sweet. That was such a nice compliment. On the world of social media, when not everybody is nice, I thought that was really nice because I really do make an effort to try to explain things so that people can understand them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You simplify it, not and, make it complicated. Yeah, so I really took that to heart. I appreciate that. Eyes of Blue 1050 says, wow, you guys, fantastic. I so needed this message. Thank you from my heart. You two are killing it. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. TW1980, thank you for all that you do. Do you have a recommendation for women over 50 and fat loss? How many minutes per week they should be strength training to not lose muscle? I would say a minimum of 90 minutes, but aim for 120. Yep. That's what I would recommend. And last but not least, Crypto Queen 4520. Thank you, Janine, for being so open, candid, and helpful with your menopause concerns. Post-menopause here myself, and you're so inspiring. I love Mike as well. You two are funny and engaging. Glad I found your podcast. Thank you very much for that. Thank you so much. All right, moving on, let's discuss California Sober. So did you guys know what California Sober is? I just want to, if you're not in California, I don't know. I think it's a term known across. Who was saying that made it coined it famous is Demi Lovato. Yes. California Sober typically means marijuana only. There's different interpretations of it, but no other drugs or alcohol. That's what it's actually defined as. Some people, though will consider California sober, no drugs, but they'll do alcohol and marijuana. Oh, I didn't know that. So sometimes California sober includes alcohol, but it re- the actual definition of it is marijuana only because California was the first state to be to legalize marijuana. So yes. that's why that, that came from that. That is not endorsed by addiction specialists. They are 
they got they became very afraid especially dr drew came out and talked about it like that is not something they would advise for addicts to become california sober because you're just trading one addiction for another true and in i guess historically the data supports that eventually your addiction will then just go back to your original addiction, that it does not help, it's not good long-term. And guess what? Even Demi Lovato, who was once an outspoken advocate claiming she was California sober, she rescinded that recommendation and has since endorsed abstinence completely as a model of recovery. I endorse that too, 100%. Yeah. I think that you recently came to that realization as yes, well. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I was in denial and it's been rough. It's been a rough, what, nine days? I'm going on nine. Yeah, nine days. Yeah, it's been rough. And it just goes to show you that for everyone who tries to glorify cannabis use and say, oh, you don't get addicted. For an addictive personality, for someone who has the disease of addiction, you can become addicted to cutting your toenails. Yes, true. Anything. And, And even though... Cannabis doesn't have those same chemical dependency things like opioids and things like that. You've proven in this last nine days that you did indeed become chemically dependent on it. Yes, I did. I've had some bad withdrawals, night sweats. It's been terrible to say the least. Emotional. Yeah. As you saw that. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, I'll catch you up to speed, but Mike did quit Obviously, you stopped drinking. Drinking's never been your vice. No, never. But you had a pill addiction. Pill addiction. Four years ago. Yes. That was a short time frame. It was short, but profound. Yes. And I will link that episode down in the show notes if you don't know of a little bit of our history. But after that pill addiction, you decided to go California sober and only smoke weed. At the time, I was not a fan of that. But I also felt like if you were going to channel your addiction somewhere... I felt at least a little more comfortable with it being weed because yeah. I didn't feel like it was it had as many consequences as some other things. And I feel as an addict that you were gonna channel it somewhere. And I was I just let go on Yeah. What's funny is my doctor, I was honest with her about my weed smoking, and she said the same thing. She didn't endorse it and didn't think it was safe for me, especially someone that suffers from addiction and mental health. For those of you who don't know, I suffer from mental health something that's hard for me to talk about but i inherited it so i have to be honest with myself yeah it's not I mean, good yeah not so good. if you struggle with mental health and you have family history of alcoholism and addiction yes. you have to be even more careful about your habits yeah because habits become addiction yeah. So for I I personally listen, I'm not an addiction specialist, but I do feel like I see the tendencies of it of addictive type personalities or people that have the disease of addiction. I feel like they they need to channel those feelings towards something. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have to just make sure that those things are not bad for you. I know. It's crazy. We're speaking on this because I've had friends, too, that are sober, 100%. I don't want to put them on blast. No. But they got addicted to other things like gambling. They picked yeah. up other addictions, which mm-hmm. is another terrible addiction to have right. because that can cost you everything. Yeah. You can lose it all. So you got to get addicted to things like exercise, get addicted to self-care, get yes. addicted to vitamin D. Muscle cars like me. Yeah. You got to channel it to things that are not going to be detrimental. But just so you guys know, because, you know, we've openly talked about recreational of course. marijuana we're use in, and stuff like that. We're in like California. That. Half of, 60% of California smoke mm-hmm. weed. 
And I do feel like there's m- many people that can smoke it recreationally, socially, and be totally fine. Yes, 100% agree I agree with that too. I just feel like it's based on the person. But I do feel like if you are identifying as an addict, which you did four years ago, yep. is the first time you really admitted like the MTV show, true life. I'm an addict. Yes. Like that realization. I loved that show. Remember that show? Yeah, I do. I there do. was an episode, true life. I'm yeah. an addict, but that was when you identified, but it's taken you four years to fully admit that you're an addict and to fully become sober. Cause it's hard, man. It's hard to admit that as a man, the pride and ego is a motherfucker, mm-hmm. but it's true. It just runs in my family history real quick. I'll give you, I'll give you a real quick breakdown. My father, my grandfather, was a raging alcoholic, bad, violent. And my mother, God bless you, mama, you, you knew what was best for me. And she tried to protect me from that. She did her best. That's why she didn't want me drinking none of her kids because yeah. she knew the yeah. gene was in us. Yeah. And I know, I'm the oldest, I know so I inherited the gene. she hated alcohol. She didn't want you, no. any of you guys to be drinking. None. She hated it. But I feel, so now officially you can claim nine days sober. Nine days sober. You're nine days sober. So, hey, that's every day sober is... It's a win. A win. Stacking little wins. Stacking the little wins. All right, you guys, moving on. I saw a post, actually, one of your clients sent it to you, and I I loved it, and that's what we're going to talk about today. I want to talk about five things that you need to stop doing right now if you want to be successful, whether it's your weight loss journey, relationships, business, professional, personal, it doesn't matter, okay? These are things you need to stop doing right now. Number one, stop staying in your comfort zone. Comfort kills growth. It really, truly does kill growth. And I'm going to put up a little graph on the comfort zone up on the screen. And it just goes to show people get comfortable because they feel safe and in control in, in their comfort zone. And right outside of the comfort zone is the fear zone. A lot of us spend a lot of time in the fear zone. I know I do. Because the minute we try to push ourselves out of the comfort zone or we even think about it, we get nervous. Okay. So the fear zone is very common and we'll find excuses why we want to go back into the comfort zone. Yep. But that's not where we want to be. The fear zone is also like imposter syndrome, lack of self-confidence, excuses, or you're caring what other people think you need that to push one. out don't go back into the comfort zone push out of the fear zone and go into the learning zone because if you're not if you're feeling not confident or whatever then learn and build the confidence what have i been bothering you about lately getting out of my comfort what 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 don't i like Ele- technology yeah electronics technology. technology i hate it and you're showing me things and pushing me out of that comfort zone which so is the, good. yeah the learning zone is you want to acquire new skills you're getting out of that comfort zone you're going to deal with challenges and you're not just going to give up just because you don't know how to do something this is a very important place the learning zone you always feel like you got to spend some time in the learning zone and then outside of the learning zone is growth growth exactly okay, that's so- where i feel like I'm doing, I'm growing. Yeah. And in in growth, you'll find your purpose in life. You'll live out your dreams and the things that you've only thought possible were in your brain or things that you've manifested. You'll set goals here in the growth zone. You'll conquer objectives. You'll do so much in the growth zone. So I feel like a lot of times you're going back and forth. See that circle that's on the screen. You're going back and forth in all these zones, but Don't lay your head down in the comfort zone. That's where, see, it's the smallest circle. That's where you should spend the least amount of time. And can I be honest with you? That comfort zone for people who suffer like myself from mental health, it's dangerous. It's super dangerous because let me elaborate. 
When you're in that comfort zone, you just get too comfortable. You start getting depressed. Then you start comparing your life to others and you're just not growing. Yeah. You got to get out of that. You got to break out of that. Some of the others, let's go on to some of the other things because I think they'll make sense to you. But yeah. number two is regretting the past. Acknowledge it. It's okay to acknowledge your past experiences and learn from them. Yep. But you got to move on. And you cannot live in the past. It's done. No, it's done. Can't it's, change it. No. It's nothing we can do about it. You're right. And, I, and I'm guilty of that. I know I am. Oh, big me time. too. Me too. We have to take it as a learning experience. Remember that even negative things, there's always something positive you can glean even off of the most negative things. 100% true. Okay. We're here on this podcast because of your mental breakdown four years ago. I know. Because I started this podcast because I wanted to give you something to do. And I didn't want to do it, remember? Yeah. I was fighting you. No. <laughs> I was fighting you all the way, but you, thank goodness you pushed us to do this, pushed me to do this with you. Yeah. So you have to think that those, the bad things that you go through in life, see what you can do that you, you can learn from, but don't live in the past though. No, don't swim in it. Don't dwell on it. There's nothing you could do. It. What's done is done. That's it. It's over with. It's yeah. behind you. For sure. Got to propel for head. All right. Number three, this is a big one. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with this particular one. And it's take accountability for things that are in your control. Yep. I think people struggle with this one. Just let's talk about weight loss. Yes. This is a perfect example of everyone wants to blame every little thing for their inability to lose weight. Oh my God. I got family members who do that. And I call them out. Okay. They want to blame their hormones or this or that, or their lifestyle, how busy they are. They want to just blame. You have to take accountability if you ever want to be successful on your weight loss journey. What did we just talk about the other day? And you're like, I can't blame. What, what did your mother used to do to you when you were a child? What did she do to you? Oh, she, she fed me because she wanted to have a chubby baby. See? What if you would have kept using that as an excuse? She like overfed you me. That's why you guys, I still listen. I love my mom, but we talk about this quite frequently on here, how I have a very large appetite and I have a difficult time with my satiety cues. That comes from childhood because my mom overfed me because her and my aunt had this competition with each other. And they, my cousin and I, Lisa, were very close. We're close in age, only six months apart, but they were competing who could have the chubbiest, cutest, chunkiest baby. And so to this day, we, food is so special to us, but me, especially like I, I just, it created the monster of yeah. my appetite. Yeah. Just so you guys know, if we went head up in the eating contest, you'll out eat me and I'm bigger, much bigger. So I there. could say, Oh, I overeat because my mom overfed me. I could live in that. What's the point? The point is I still have a, I have to take accountability for the fact that Yes, I may be hungrier than the next person, but I'm still accountable for what I put in my mouth. Exactly. Not your mother. Your mother's not here no more. You Can't have to that. take accountability. Stop trying to find excuses for why you're not succeeding. Everybody has different challenges. Not everybody has the perfect road to success, but you have to deal with the one you've been given, the, the cards you've been dealt. Yep. And make your bet, make the best of it. But you have to take up accountability and stop making excuses for why you're not successful. It's, I don't know if it's the same thing, but it's not like people who grew up poor blame their circumstances. But some people say, you know what? That's not going to stop me from being successful. I'm going right. to be a millionaire. And they do. It and is. they become successful because they don't let their past or their, their childhood 
reflect on how their, their adulthood is going to become. Mm-hmm. They, they use that as a strength. Like, okay, I'm even hungrier now and I'm going to get after it. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Instead of, instead of sitting there feeling sorry for themselves. I grew up poor too. That doesn't mean nothing. Got to move on. Yeah. You got to take it on the head on and move on. All right. So the next one is we're on number four. It's comparing yourself to others. Yeah. That's huge. You guys, comparison is the, what do they say? Comparison is the thief of joy. Yes, it is. What they say. Because everybody looks on social media and sees the lifestyle. These people have all this money. They look perfect and happy. That ain't usually true. It's usually not. Nope. And it's okay to be inspired by others. Yes. But a lot of people, I'd like to think about, I'd like to talk about jealousy in here too. Because basically, yes. to me, if you struggle with comparing yourself to others and feeling less than... Chances are you're likely feeling jealousy feelings and envy and such an ugly emotion. Ugly. We, me and a, a friend of mine, we're just talking about that in gym. Like we're both trying to climb to the top, you know, as coaches. And like right now, no one's really hating or jealous. But once you start getting up there, we know a certain individual online that he's getting a lot of jealousy and hate mm-hmm. because he blew up so fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to be careful of that. People are coming for you when you get to the top. They don't care when you're down here. Like our podcast, it ain't huge. But once we get huge, they're all right. going to come for us, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But- what does that have to do with the comparison? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is the jealousy, the ugliness. Yeah. When you're small, you're down here. Right. There's not too much jealousy down here. But, but once you go up here to the top, oh. But I want to talk about the jealous, the person who is jealous, though. Let's talk about that person. How yeah. do you stop being jealous? Okay. How do you stop? How do you stop? So if you're that person that's envious and doesn't, because someone is climbing up, it's not going to help you to no. be envious of them. Nope. And jealous of them. I always like to, it's normal to feel that feeling, okay? And you can actually use it as fire. I was going to say that right there. You already took the words out of my mouth. But acknowledge <clears throat> it in not a negative way. It's if, if someone's going on vacation that I know I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so friggin' jealous of you right now. It's okay to acknowledge that you're jealous, but yes. I also don't wish them a bad vacation because I'm not going on one. That's the yep. difference. It's okay to be... Uh, envious of someone's success, but don't wish them to be not successful. Instead, wish for yourself to be just as successful as them. Manifest it. Do you see how it's just a, it's just literally switching the thought. You're still having the emotion of jealousy because it's normal. I'm not going to tell you not to feel jealous, not to compare yourself to others, but use it as fuel to fuel your drive to be just as successful, not by pulling them down to be less successful so that you feel more comfortable. It's like weight loss journey. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Always. Instead of wishing someone like, oh man, I hope she gains 10 pounds. Instead, learn from her and be like, I'm going to lose, I want to lose weight with her. Exactly. I'm going to learn from her. She's going to inspire me. She's going to fuel the fire inside of me. Exactly. And the last one is, this is a big one too. I feel like all of these are big, but this is a big one. And this is something you have to really train yourself on. Do not talk bad about yourself. Yeah. You become what you think. You do. You do. For real. You don't elevate. You bring yourself down levels because of that. I got that from Mike Tyson one time. He said on that podcast, like, never talk bad about yourself. Your conscious is listening. You don't want to do that. It is. You want to give your conscious affirmations, positive affirmations, like, we got this. We're going to be successful. I'm going to conquer this journey. I'm not going to let the hunger demons beat me down. I'm going to win. That's all. I'm going to win. That's what I tell myself every day. I'm going to win. Same thing with my battle with marijuana, with the withdrawals. I'm going to win. Yeah. 
Yeah, because if you start to say, I'm a loser, and you're not, even if you're not saying it out loud, pay attention to your thoughts because your thoughts is the dangerous part. Yeah, exactly. Stuff you don't even say. But for, oh my God, I'm such a loser. I'm never going to learn this. I'm this. I'm not going to succeed. I'm going to fail or whatever. You pay attention to those things because those things are going to come true. And take it from someone who's been to the dark side and lives to tell about it. I was telling myself all that was she's saying when I was in my darkness. I'm a low life loser. I don't belong here. I don't, I'm not a good enough husband to be her husband. I don't deserve it. All that stuff was in my mind mm -hmm. before I did what I did to myself. Everything she just said. Yeah, you do. You truly do become what you think. Yes. Got to be careful. Yeah, that's that. That's huge. What? How do you feel about now? How do you feel about your thoughts on how you are now? Has I feel supercharged way better. Uh -uh. I don't swim in that no more yeah. at all. I don't have any crazy thoughts or nothing. I almost Done. feel like it would be a good idea to almost create a list. It's back on episode 462. You guys have talked about creating that avatar. Yep. Create. How about create a list of, of things that you are like I am and list out like characteristics of that avatar. Yes. And so when you find yourself, you're trying to get out of the comfort zone that we talked about or whatever, and then you're like, oh my God, I'm such a dummy. I'm never going to learn this. You got to flip it and think, what would your, what's your avatar is? Your avatar is smart, learns very quickly, is fit, is strong. Yep. Yes. Is, and you almost got to create like a list of things, like positive affirmations about yourself that you repeat so that you start to get in practice of thinking those things about yourself. Because I know right now you probably are in practice of a lot of negative things. I'm lazy. I'm fat. I'm, you know, I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm a loser. Yeah. I'm, yes. I'm comfortable even myself. Okay. Like I am guilty. I'm always, and I'm trying to get better, but instead of I'm trying not to say, oh, I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. Yeah. Because yeah, then yeah. I just do more things that identify as an introvert. And I instead, I just, okay, acknowledge my tendencies. But then goes back to some of the things we've already talked about. You got to push yourself out of the comfort zone and stop yeah. telling myself I'm an introvert because then I'm yeah. just going to keep showing up as an introvert. Same thing you always say, don't use your ADHD as an excuse. And you're right. Don't use it. And mm -hmm. I got on my boy about that. Don't use it. You're absolutely right. That's a yeah. fallback. That's Oh, it's my ADHD brain. No. Oh, is it? Yeah. I mean, I have it. It's not going to go away, but still, that's not an excuse not to mm -hmm. conquer my goals that I want out right. of life. And we got to create a list. Let's all work on like a list of things. Like my list will say I'm, I'm, I'm fit. I'm strong. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to get better yes. at this. I'm going to have a list of goals and things that I want to accomplish in the next few months that are pushing me out of my comfort zone that are not, I'm paying attention to these five things and I'm making sure that they are, I'm not doing them. Yeah. So that I can accomplish these next little goals and things that I'm setting for myself. And I've done this over the past few months. And since I've been doing that, I'm getting there. Yeah. Like I'm getting there. It's slow and it's slower than I want it to be. And it's slower than I thought it would be. But what do you always say? Some progress is better than no progress. Yeah. Because man, just even on the weight loss tip and on the menopause, weight gain, and all of that, I, I think back and I think, man, I am so glad that I didn't swim in a sea of self-pity when I stepped on that scale that day and I had gained that weight and knew that I had a freaking uphill battle to get it off. I'm and so glad I didn't let it, well, I'm in menopause. I'm never going to be able to lose this. I didn't let those thoughts occupy no, my brain. No, I just 
put my head down and moved forward and did it. And it took way longer than I thought it would. But I never really, in hindsight, I realize it now. Yeah, but I'm yeah, glad yeah. I didn't swim in that sea of self-pity when I was going through that process. Yeah. What did you say today about the picture I posted? Oh. You were like, I'm going to get back to that. Yeah, so I said, said I'm going to get so back to that. you already set your mindset, like, I'm going to get back to that. Not like, oh, I can't get back there ever again. Oh, I'm older now. No. Nope. I said, I'm going to yeah. get back to that. Yeah. And what did I used to tell you as my fallback? Oh, I'm street smart. I'm not book smart. Not really. I didn't apply myself because when I started applying myself, I actually book smart. I, I proved it with the NASM test. I aced yeah. it. And a lot of people don't pass that test. They give up. And yeah. So that, it's again, it's back to the decide, commit, execute, because yes. you have to decide that you want to learn something, Yes, commit to learning it and then execute the process. And that's that you've started to open your brain up for things like that. Instead yes. of saying, oh no, I can't do that because it's on a computer. Yeah. You're like, no, I can I'm do it. it. Yeah, it gets a little frustrating. That's okay. I'm going to learn it. I'm, just like I learned everything else, I'm going to learn it. I'm going to yeah. get it. Every time you show me something, I get it. I get it and I run with it. Yeah. As with anything, it's a freaking mindset. That's it. I keep going back to it. If you go to my lives, that's all I talk about. Mm -hmm. It's not the physical. People look at the physical. like I'm built strong tattoos, but it's the mind that I'm training. That's the real weapon. Yeah. But I am. That's my goal. I do want to get back to that picture, you by will. the way. I'll put, it, will. I'll put it up here. Yes. But I was competing, and not that I don't want to compete. I, that I definitely don't want to do, but I want to look as if I'm about to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You have your own goals, and that's what you want to accomplish and conquer. You're going to do it because you set your mind to it, not instead of defeating yourself. Like, oh, no, I'm just 47 and post-menopause. I can never get there. No, I'm going to get back to that. Yeah, with more hurdles, more challenges, more a decade older menopause, all the things, I still feel like it's within my reach. Because you don't like to tap out. You have that dog in you. You yeah. you broke through a barrier many years ago where you went through something where you could have quit, but you didn't. And that mm -hmm. because you went through that, you are where you're at now. I created that I don't quit pathway. Yes, and your daughter has that too. Yeah, she does. She really, she's very strong-minded, that yep. girl. She, run, she, she gives me a, a run for my money, I think. You made her. You know what I'm saying? She's yeah. a spinoff of you. She always says that. She goes... This is a very you thing to do because she's acting, she's, as she's gotten older, she's really become a lot like me. It's funny. <laughs> hey, but that's not a bad thing. Not at all. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank we you. We will see you on the next one.